Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Monday, April 20th. I'm Wayne Pratt. The St. Louis Board of Aldermen is in session today for the first time since a city emergency was declared because of the coronavirus outbreak. The stay-at-home order means the board is shifting to virtual meetings. Aldermen will dial into today's session through the online platform Zoom. Today's meeting will also be streamed on the city's YouTube channel. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker says the state is set to receive millions of masks, gowns, and other personal protective equipment today in an airlift from China. The gear will be sent to a state warehouse, inspected for safety, and then distributed to hospitals, first responders, and other essential workers. Pritzker also says he is still considering an executive order that would require people to wear masks in certain public settings. Jefferson County has confirmed a major outbreak at a Festus nursing home. At least 40 residents at the Festus Manor Care Center have tested positive for coronavirus. A previously reported COVID-19 death was a Festus Manor resident, a female, in her 80s. Two more deaths are being reported at Frontier Health and Rehabilitation in St. Charles. Officials say another resident has tested positive. That brings the total to 63 residents and 12 employees who have contracted the virus. 12 residents have died. Here are the numbers. Missouri health officials report more than 5,600 positive results out of nearly 56,000 tests. There have been more than 175 deaths. In Illinois, the number of positive results has surpassed the 30,000 mark. There have been more than 143,000 tests. Nearly 1,300 people have died. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff speaks with local health officials about what may happen after the peak of coronavirus at St. Louis hospitals. That peak could happen later this week. As we mentioned, the St. Louis Board of Aldermen returns to session today. It will be the first time since the city enacted its stay-at-home order. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman reports, the coronavirus pandemic means meetings will look much different for the time being. Aside from limited support staff, there will be no one in the chamber at City Hall. Instead, aldermen will dial into the meeting via the teleconferencing platform Zoom. It will also be streamed on the city's YouTube channel. Board of Aldermen President Lewis Reed says members and staff have been trained to use the software and have done a couple of test sessions. He says doing a virtual board meeting is nothing like a standard video conference. We have a lot of compliance issues that we have to work through. Uh, We have security issues that we have to work through. The city charter authorizes the Board of Aldermen to meet outside of City Hall during an emergency. A legal opinion from the city councilor says the pandemic is an emergency and the proposal to use Zoom appears to comply with the state's Open Meetings Act. I'm Rachel Lipman, St. Louis Public Radio. A wave of protests against stay-at-home orders has erupted across several states, including Illinois. Governor J.B. Pritzker is responding to the protesters by saying he and other officials want to return to normal as quickly as possible. I'm looking for all the best ways to make that happen, but we're in the middle of an emergency, a pandemic, and we have got to be very careful as we make decisions about change in the stay-at-home order. 
um, to keep people safe. It is unclear if and when Illinois' stay-at-home order will be extended. Hundreds of soldiers at Fort Leonard Wood have finished training and are ready to move on to their next assignment. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports, coronavirus travel restrictions are keeping them in place and missing their families. Alex Engelman of Stockton, California, graduated from basic training at Fort Leonard Wood more than three weeks ago. His father, John, was on his way to Missouri for the graduation ceremony, but turned around when it was canceled because of coronavirus concerns. I don't feel bad about it. I feel like I've definitely missed out. But I understand the reason for it. And, um, and I'm, like I tell Alex, I write him every, every couple of days. I'm proud of him. Engelman says the virtual graduation broadcast online was a letdown, and he's upset he doesn't know when he'll get to see his son again. The Department of Defense says troop movements will happen when it's safe, but they will not provide any details on when that will be. In Rolla, I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. In other news, a Missouri man says he was duped by two companies that sell what look like health insurance plans but don't provide meaningful coverage. Dan Margulies reports. In a class action lawsuit, George T. Kelly III of Neosho says he bought a plan from Alara Companies and Trinity HealthShare, a Christian healthcare sharing ministry whose members have common religious beliefs and share healthcare expenses. Except Kelly says none of his medical expenses were covered. These people did a very effective job, packages to make it sound like it was really a good deal. Healthcare sharing ministries are exempt from the requirements of the Affordable Care Act if they meet certain conditions. The lawsuit says Alara and Trinity didn't meet any of them. In a statement, Alara called the allegations false and said it makes clear its programs are not insurance. I'm Dan Margulies. St. Louis area hospitals are expected to take in the peak of COVID-19 patients late this week at about 700 cases. That recent projection is lower than initially expected. Health officials say that's because social distancing is working. But if stay-at-home orders are relaxed too soon, they warn a second peak could be more deadly. As St. Louis Public Radio's Corinne Ruff reports, doctors are still preparing for the worst. Every morning when Dr. Tiffany Osborne steps into Barnes Jewish Hospital, she thinks about whether her team will be able to handle all the sick patients coming in that day. The critical care doctor says COVID-19 volume has been high for a while, but it seems to be leveling off. Still, she worries that the people who are coming in are already really sick. I've been doing this for 20 years, and some of these patients are the sickest patients that I've taken care of. When they get sick, they get sick very fast. Health officials say hospitals in the St. Louis region are operating at crisis standards of care, but things aren't as bad as early models projected. Social distancing is working, and the curve is starting to bend. Dr. Alex Garza leads the St. Louis Metropolitan Pandemic Task Force, a group bringing together the largest hospital systems in the region. By the end of the month, he says 71,000 people in the St. Louis region will likely have been infected by the coronavirus, but that's 10,000 fewer people than he anticipated. People are paying attention, they're staying at home, they're washing their hands, they're wearing those masks out in public, and all of that is having a, a big impact on the transmission factor. If fewer people are being exposed to the virus, Dr. Garza says there should be enough beds, intensive care units, and ventilators to get through the height of the the pandemic. 
But he says it's not time to celebrate. If local officials relax stay-at-home orders too early, a second peak could be even worse. A lot of testing needs to happen before things reopen to better understand who still has COVID-19 and who has immunity. He says that's not likely until at least mid-May. My concern, though, is we can't let the desire for returning to normality override what is a health issue of spread in the community. Because otherwise, we will end up in a worse place than we initially started. Keith Welchie is leading a data modeling team at BJC Healthcare that's helping hospitals prepare for what might happen after the first peak. His projections are helping hospital leaders figure out where staff and protective gear is needed and when to use alternative care sites, like the one that recently opened in Florissant. Transferring patients there who are improving but may need to isolate for a few more days could free up space in hospitals for sicker patients. Welchie says hospitals are still preparing for a worst-case scenario of up to 1,500 hospitalized patients. The pessimistic scenarios would still put a significant strain on the health system in the region. By no means are we out of the woods yet. St. Louis will experience the peak of COVID-19 cases around the same time as many other parts of the Midwest. Shelley Swedhelm is the head of emergency management and biopreparedness at Omaha-based hospital Nebraska Medicine. She also consults with hospitals across the country to prevent infections. Swedhelm says every city and state is experiencing the surge differently. But for the most part in the Midwest, she says early efforts to encourage social distancing and to free up space in hospitals are starting to pay off. We stopped elective surgical cases and elective ambulatory visits and things like that very early. So I think we're not seeing the massive numbers that they're seeing on the West and the East Coast. Even with fewer cases, Sweet Home worries about nursing homes, which have been a hotbed for the coronavirus, and she expects rural hospitals to struggle financially. If there is a silver lining, Sweet Home says it's that hospitals are learning how to act quickly, embrace telehealth, and most importantly, how to better control infection. But ultimately, just how bad things get across the country and in St. Louis depends on what happens outside of hospitals. I'm Corinne Ruff, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Maria Altman edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Burr. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.